following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And boy, do we have a fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Uh, we'll start off with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I swear there are ghosts here. I left these wires last week so perfect so that when I came into the studio, all I had to do was put my wires on. But they were all knotted and tangled as if some poltergeist came here and decided to torture me a little. <laughs> then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Haunted, huh? Ghosts? Haunted Maybe, and ghosts. You never know. Who you, you never call? know. Who are you going to call? Hmm? I got Those a number busters. for you. There you go. Yeah, you what up, fellas? <laughs> We got a chat room full of people. What's up? We want to say hi to Irish Gingers in the chat room. Ailey Roos from Estonia. Dave Hughes from the UK, who's going by Cheeky Chappy. And uh, I don't know who else is in there because it's going by really fast. But what's up, everybody? We got a great show for you today. Um, we've got the uh, that the writer and two stars of a, a short that's going to be hitting the festival circuit soon called Mr. Kiss. And uh, Adam Ginsberg is one of the actors in that. We love Adam Ginsberg, so he's coming on. And then our second guest today is actress Beth Grant. You guys know her from Little Miss Sunshine, um, Band of Robbers, Jackie. I don't know, all kinds of like Academy Award films and stuff. She's got a great, 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 great resume and uh, also worked with lots of people who've been on our show. So it's going to be a great show today. And we had a great weekend. You're going to tell them about the weekend? Yeah, if you use the word great one more time. Okay, fantastic put, weekend. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's such a thing as overkill with a word like amazing. If I have one more person say to me, oh, it was amazing, I'm going to make them amazing. I okay. use that one a lot. Well, you know, it's like words have style and words are in and out. Now the words that are in are awesome and amazing. Every other word is awesome, amazing, amazing, awesome. I mean, you know, change the words, kids, because you're sounding stupid. Fantastic, Fabulous. incredible, wonderful. Yeah, those words are nice, too. Not only amazing and... and but awesome. I, awesome. Oh, please, that awesome one is just... I love awesome. I, I use can't it all the time. any of it. Anyway, English is a wonderful language when we spoke it years ago correctly. <laughs> that was funny. That was true. <laughs> the earplugs are falling out. Okay. I really wish we had a lot of money so we could get rid of these microphones and earplugs and have like, you know, what do you call it? Like you said, a um, mic. What is it called again? Shotgun. Shotgun mic. And if we didn't have to wear earplugs. I don't mind. I, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's because, that's that's because you're from them. the year three. Yeah, you know, I am. You're right. I'm from, I'm from movies and television where we have proper equipment. You okay, know, so it's anyway, nice working with proper. What? Tell what? people about our weekend. Oh, 
our weekend. Uh, what was our weekend? I forgot. Oh my god. Wow. So we went with uh, oh yeah, Elizabeth with Johnson Lee. and Garrick Lee, who's a famous designer friend of ours, and we went to the. La Jolla International Fashion Film Festival. We walked the red carpet. It was a blast. We had a great time. Met a lot of nice people. Miss San Diego, who's a beautiful girl, sweet, clean-cut, charming, a lovely girl. And uh, a few other people who weren't so clean-cut, sweet, and lovely. They were kind of sleazy, trashy, and loaded. But anyway, we had a good time with all the people that were there. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I think and then we went to a, a restaurant and had dinner afterwards where the after party was, and there was lots of people. We had a good time. And then we drove back from La Jolla to Palm Springs and slept and got up and drove back to L.A. someplace. I don't even know where we were. Agora Hills uh, for a closed set of the movie Xenophobia uh, that is partially being directed by Thomas Churchill. And we met a lot of great people there, and some of the people that we met there are going to be coming on the show soon. We met Angie Stevenson of, from Sons of Anarchy. We right, love her. I, I had a very nice time. We did an around the table with Ron and Jimmy, which seems to be taking off, and it's giving, it's getting a lot of interest from people. Um, who knows? We may have a new thing going here. We're going to see. We're going to do a few more and see what you all think about it. Absolutely, and the new one will be up in the next week or two. Yeah, that one I don't think is as it might be as wild. I don't know. We don't know whether to tame them down, keep the vulgarity out. Or leave it just go and be what it is, you know. Uh, I don't know. The audiences today, years ago, you knew you had an audience that didn't care for anything that was off color. So you just lived, you know, it was okay. You were able to just be nice without using any words that may offend people. But now it seems that everything you do or say offends a group of people. So it's very difficult to be in the entertainment field and not offend or insult or upset any one group of people. Well, ours is very, uh, the second one that we did is very um, R-rated. Well, yeah, it was, we, we really got into some nasty stuff, but it was, <laughs> it was fun, it's fun it's funny stuff. nasty stuff. And yeah, we make fun of these things. We don't do them in a, in a uh, salacious way, like, I know, like, it's fabulous. Like we're supposed to turn the audience on. We do it so that you could laugh with us at the stupidity of what's going on in the world today, and that everybody is so liberal and everybody is so open-minded, yet they're not. They're all full of crap. They're all narrow-minded, still little people, little minds. But they make believe they have big minds, and they try to boast about it. But um, We had a good time. I had a good time, yeah. I've always been this way since a kid. I remember when I was little, uh, parents would tell their children not to play with me because I was outrageous, <laughs> and I was only eight, nine years old. And see, like at 50, you're the same. At 50, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> In my dreams again. We also went and saw a bunch of movies with our movie pass. We saw Sicario. Which I liked very much. I liked Benicio Del Toro's work. He did a great job in the film. And James Brolin. Not James Brolin. Oh, what's his name? The son. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin did a very nice job also. It's an interesting film about... Uh, the Mexican cartel and how they uh, smuggle people and, and all the things that they do and how the CIA goes against the Mexican police, killing Mexican police officers in, in, the, in the job that they were doing to protect some people. It's a very That's interesting good. film, politically correct, I believe, by some. It was a good film. You guys will like it. And then we also saw 
Mamma Mia 2, which I thought was cute, but not a great movie, for and Ron birds, hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just thought, you know. You I said, hate, how did these movies get made? No, no, no. I just didn't care. <laughs> listen, when you make a film, listen, it was on Broadway forever. It was wonderful on Broadway. It was wonderful, the first movie. Don't try to overdo the first movie or outdo the first movie. It's never going to happen. It was a big, big lie because, uh, what was her name to start with? Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was not even in the damn thing until the end when she's a ghost and she's singing some pathetic song trying to get everybody to cry. And I just felt it was just garbage. Cher needs to stop. Cher, the face doesn't move. The face is plastic. They put a sheer coating of latex over her face so that her wrinkles don't show. That's what they do now. They make an old skin. And she looked like a Martian or she looked like a doll in the window at Macy's or Bloomingdale's in New York. You know, the dolls that dress up, the mannequins. Uh, and that wig she had on was totally, totally ridiculous. White hair, shoulder length, like a perm. Like a perm that went bad, frizz for days. She couldn't sing, she couldn't move. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't say look crappy when you get old, but don't look ridiculous either. There's a happy medium. You know, Cher should be more sophisticated, more elegant. Even though she's a rock star, she doesn't have to try to act like a young girl or try to look like a young girl because it's just not happening. She looks like a 77 or 76-year-old broad trying to look young. And what's worse than that? Nothing. It was fun though. Uh, the movie was fun. I enjoyed it. No, uh, I didn't but like it is it. kind. Of, it was, but Ron was hemming and hawing through the whole thing. It well, was because, cute. It just because, wasn't great. First of all, it was boring in the beginning. How many hours do you need to tell a story about a chick that screwed three guys and one of them knocked her up and she didn't know which one? We established that in the first movie. So therefore, those of us who saw the first movie already knew this little story. Now they made it the whole film. Then they bring in that she gets knocked up, the other, the granddaughter, and she has a baby with a guy that's politically correct. He's probably uh, Mexican or South no, American, whatever. What is he? He's a, he's he looks Mexican. Dom no Gleasel. He's American. What's his name? Gleasel. Gleasel. What's the first name? Dom. Well, maybe he's Jewish. Jewish. He's like Spanish. an. He's like a Golden Globe Emmy. Well, winner. maybe he's Jewish. So I apologize. But anyway, he looks Jewish. Yeah, Israeli. He looks, I think he's Jewish. He looks Israeli, or he looks Mexican. Anyway, he was politically correct in the part. Uh, the, the the party scene of where the people came from that they gathered to go to this party was more than ridiculous. And uh, the jumping around and the trying to do the Mamma Mia thing, it just didn't work. The film doesn't work. Uh, it's not geared for the very young because they hated the music, and it's not geared for the very old because it was before our time. This film is good if you were young, wild, a hippie, got knocked up, and had a baby out of wedlock and never knew who the father was. But the music was great. Well, the music is great because it's old music, but yeah, people don't like want it. old music. That's over. Now, musicals today want new music because it's a new generation of people out there. Actually, half, even though there weren't that many people there, were there half of them were young, though. Where? At the theater. There was they a whole crew. Young. They were middle-aged. No, there was a whole no, like, were, rows they, of like 15-year-old yeah. girls. Where? Oh yeah, that was yeah. They was like came. Ten of them. Yeah, but they they looked like squares. I mean, they didn't look like anything sharp. They look like a bunch of old maid broads <laughs> that sit around libraries. You know, they go to libraries to read books. So, Chad, what's your weather like in Florida? Well, we had a few lightning strikes coming here, but other than that, it's just pretty cloudy and sunny right now. A little mix. You know, it's of course warm. You uh, go from your car to the office or the studio here, and you know you got a nice little sweat going within just two three minutes. You know, how, you've lived here before. 
Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So it's we not it's not we the don't dry have the sweat heat. part. We just have the heat part. So yeah, we're in the thick of the summer here, baby. Yeah, so a little sweaty, but it's all right. It's all good. It's still. We only paradise. got five more weeks to go. No, four now. <laughs> no, uh, five. Five. Uh, five weeks, <laughs> and the weather is magnificent for the rest of the year. Palm Springs gets about eight weeks of intense heat, which is July and August. Mm-hmm. I made a stupid mistake. I wanted to hurry the garden, so I went out and bought a bunch of plants, and I planted them, but they're not doing too hot <laughs> because wilted. yesterday was 122 degrees mm. in the sun. Wilted the right plant, away, huh? The, plant, the plants were like breathing heavy and fainting and moaning. <laughs> They were. You, you go out in the you garden and you hear them say, oh, it's so friggin' hot. You that's asshole. What my, that's what my gardenia bush said to me. <laughs> I'm not funny. kidding, Chad. It is a big difference because when you walk out, the heat is so intense that it like it's like a big wind hits you of like hot, hot air. You're just no, not used no, to it. It's like you walked into a uh, sauna. Yeah, it's like you walk into a sauna. You know, dry but you heat. don't really sweat. You no, guys you know, got the sauna and we got the steam room. That's right. We got the sauna. You <laughs> no, got but the, the thing room. is, the thing is, really, what's so incredible about Palm Springs is if you have an umbrella and you walk with an umbrella, you are cool. As long as the sun doesn't hit your skin, hmm. you are cool. If you go in the pool and come out, it's chilly at 122 degrees That's of weird. heat. It's chilly when you come out of the pool. I wrapped a towel around me because I'm shaking because it's chilly. Is that insane? It's weird. It's, and that's desert, all because of lack desert, of humidity? Huh? That's what? lack of humidity? There, yes. The, the humidity was 6. 6%. Mm. It was 122 degrees with humidity of 6. So, so you know, it's just a desert heat is a strange heat. Once you get out in it, it's okay. It's just when you first go outside, as soon as you walk out the door... Like it literally, it's like a huge wave of like heat. <laughs> like Jimmy's not used to it. Don't forget, I lived here for almost ten years, and I'm used to this kind of. I weather. just stay inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forgot that I lived back east in that Pennsylvania place, which was a horror for me. That was a nightmare with the rain and the bed. Not the bed bugs. What bugs were they? Those things in the woods? Ticks. Oh, ticks. ticks. <laughs> oh my God, ticks. We all don't over have the- ticks here. No, there are nothing. You no know, bugs. Nothing. No Scorpions. fly. We have flies. There Scorpions, are no mosquitoes flies. here. There are no bugs. Snakes. Because the, the bugs fry. They die in the heat. That's funny. So we're going to get ready to call our first guests. Chad, let's play a video for everybody while we're trying to get our first guests on the line. What are we going to play? All right. You guys, Ricky Rebel has a brand new uh, single out. It's called The New Alpha, which is the title track off his album, The New Alpha. And the brand new video just came out the other day. So I thought we'd share it with everybody. I uh, hope you guys like it. You ready for it, Chad? Hit it. All right, everybody. Here's Ricky Rebel, The New Alpha.
the rhythm of the event Got a cold style from Planet Glam Not afraid to be feminine or masculine He's a perfect blend, 10 out of 10 I'm not your bitch, I'm the man He's a alpha, he's a new alpha Not a woman or a man The new alpha knows that gender's an illusion Not afraid to get into the dirt With an AK-47 strapped to his back I can fuck the big skirt Rules cannot confine it He tries so hard to define it One last day worship by the tribe A deity of men and gay combined The elegance of Cleopatra With the warrior state of mind Capable of conquering lands Seducing at the same time He's the alpha, he's the new alpha He's the alpha, he's the new alpha So uh, real quick, so Chad, uh, can I, I just texted him to call you. Maybe will that work? Sure. Adams was like, because uh, I don't know why it's not like working. Sorry, everybody, we're having a little te- technical difficulty. Uh, okay, I, I'm sending messages. So, so Afonso, say hello. Let's see if we can hear you. Hi guys. There you go, Jimmy Cintron. Say hello. Hello. There you go. <laughs> so we've got two of the three, and while we're trying to work out the stuff with uh, with Adam, we'll uh, I don't want to actually do an introduction though yet. So just talk for a second. Let me see if I can work it out. Why am I always the one that has to save the ship? You're not saving the ship, but how am I supposed to type and call people and then well, talk to them? How, how at the about same that time? we had a normal show with people that came on the studio and sat down with us, so we don't have to fuck around with this bullshit anymore? I mean, I hate your show. I really do. I'm never going to do it again maybe next week. I'm going to leave. I think I'm going to leave it because it's so, like, technically bullshit. We always have technical problems. We never have technical problems. We always have technical problems. Yes, we do. Say hi to the guests, please. Hi to the guests, please. (laughs) Hi to the presenters. Thank you guys for Where is Adam Ginsburg? Adam, are you there? They're trying to get in touch with them, but I don't know why it's not working. Hey, well, we got new people in the chat room, though. So what's up, chat room? Hey, Ash is in the chat room. Nice to see you there. And B. Claudia from Germany is there. Hello, hello. And uh, uh, Chad. I'm adding Adam right now. All right, perfect. There we go, everybody. There we go. We're going to be the We're going to have Adam in a second. There we go. Maybe we should play two songs. (laughs) Adam! Adam, where the fuck are you? We've been, like, worried. (laughs) (laughs) He's in Mars. He's in Mars, guys. 
Good, we're good, and uh, now we're happy to have you. We don't right, want to start right, without before you. Before we go any further with that show, uh, how how is my Elsie? Uh, she's fighting. She's fighting very hard right now, Ron. Thank you so much for And asking. she's winning, and she's winning, my dear. She's winning because we love her so much. Thank you so much. The lady that Elsie that Elsie is just So we're a sending special, love from the Jimmy Star yeah. show to Elsie because we love her to death. She's a special and, uh, and we're happy to see you on the show so you can talk. Elsie's his wife, by the way, and she heads up all the wonderful uh what are they called? What what are your shows it's called? The Film Festival. The, uh, film? the Pair Film Festival, uh, Haunt Fair, Bizarre Haunted Flea Market. Right, they do all kinds of really cool stuff in, and we used to attend the events. That now that we're in Palm when Springs, we, were on we the don't. East Coast. Yeah, but I already spoke with Elsie years ago about having one in Palm <laughs> Springs. And as soon as Elsie is capable, we're going to run one in Palm Springs for Elsie. Uh, Elsie, it'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, let's get through and like make our introductions, everybody. Now that we know everybody can hear, uh, and we can see, and we can see two of the three of our guests. Um, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Three very talented people, starting off with Afonso Henrique. Then we've got Adam Ginsberg and Jimmy Cintron. He's the one we can't see, everybody. And uh, we want to welcome you guys to the show since some of you haven't wait, been wait, on didn't here. Did he know he could, he could use his cell phone? Uh, I, I don't know what he knows. So well, why, why don't somebody contact this guy? And He's tell there. Him? Oh, you're <laughs> talking to him. He's right. That's him right there. Oh, so. you listen. Listen, hey, use your cell phone as a camera. We can see you then. You don't need a computer. Hey, Adam, <laughs> you use Adam, you use your cell phone? Ready. Try it with your camera. You can't do it. That's why, that's why, why he's can't not you doing do it? it? You don't have a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> everyone everyone listen, out there listening, listen, please. Sir, listen, sir. I don't have the capability of doing it, sir. What is it? <laughs> he doesn't have the capability <laughs> of doing videos. That's fine. Moving on. We're moving well, on with it. All right, everybody. So let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming in. I wish you could have came in. I mean, you know, usually the people that are ugly don't want to be on Skype. Is that the case? <laughs> no, he's really good looking, too. <laughs> Is that the case, James? You're so freaking ugly, you don't want to wreck our, our screen? No. Well, thank you. I, I'm mesmerized by your looks. I just want to look at you. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. So sweet. So you that was a good comeback, Jimmy. Yeah, well, he likes to look at 112-year-old people acting oh, young. Oh, right. I do. I do. It's like, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. I just, anyway. I just hope one day, one day I, I uh, reach your age. One day. I, well, if you don't do drugs and you eat properly, <laughs> you will reach my age. Because if I did drugs and didn't eat properly, I'd be dead with the rest of my friends. <laughs> you know, when you get to be 78, you bury a lot of friends. You're and 78? No yeah, way. Yeah, I am 78. And I'm, wow. the, I'm the last of my crowd. Could you? Only one person is with me that's a year older than me that I know, and he's a, my friend Mike from New York, and we grew up together. But everybody else I know from my age and my group are gone. Mike oh, you're like a day past 60. Wow. Nice. You, well, you little oh. fuck, you could have said 50. Actually, the very first time, the very first time that we went to uh, Adam and Elsie's Macabre Fair Film Festival in New York, um, we we actually went on stage and did like a little Q and A, and everybody came up to Ron and told him he looked like. Tony Curtis or Cary Grant? We will Tony. Yes, Curtis. and they loved it. They yeah. loved it. It was a great I've event. I've Tony Curtis all of my life since I was young. I mean, I and I know knew Tony, and he and I sat next to each other for three days at a convention center <laughs> picture 
certain thing. And people walked by and asked if I was his son. And I, and Tony said, oh, he's better looking than me. Because <laughs> I said, people think we look alike, Tony. He said, no way, I'm better looking. <laughs> So Tony Curtis was a wild, funny guy. <laughs> so before we start talking about you guys' new short, Mr. Kiss, I want to give some props Ooh. to Afonso, who sent me a gift in the mail, everybody, and I want to show it to everybody. Is um, it? This is a, a new children's book that he has written. Um, it's illustrated by Megan Frank. I guess you, you write films and you write books. It's called yeah. The Z Zebra Corn Adventures of Zizu and Friends. Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Oh, fuckness. Oh, fuckfaceness. Did you send it to Ron and Jimmy? Or I know. You sent it to both of you. So oh, to both. Two okay. coming apparent, right? My name here, prickness. <laughs> yeah, of course you're not. My name's not in it either. Huh? We well, why isn't it what it shows like. Hang on. Why isn't it Because it came straight from Beautiful Amazon. Book. It so came straight Amazon. from Amazon. You so tell us, sign it. Tell us what. Okay, so it's The Zebra Corn, Adventures of Zizu and Friends. It's available on Amazon. It's illustrated. Some Barnes and the Bulls are that, yeah. Give me it. illustrated beautifully. We want to show yeah, people. Yeah, it's some beautiful. Show the one that is when ah. becoming the zebra corn, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me show the thing becoming a zebra corn. So tell us about the book real quick before oh, we talk pretty. about it. Uh, well, I uh, came up with the book because of my children. I have uh, three boys. So usually at nighttime I make up uh, bedtime stories. And they had a, a zebra, a little animal, and a, a unicorn. And I just made up the, the zebra corn. And I said, this would be a great children's book. So I started writing the book. And, and um, I found an amazing illustrator in Megan Frank. And we came up with, with that beautiful book. And uh, the illustrations are gorgeous. Oh, she's, she's, she's amazing. Beautiful illust. And I already love the zebra. And I even read the. Oh book. yeah, when he becomes a zebra corn, it's it's so beautiful. How many pages are about me in it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, look, you guys. Here's the zebra corn. Wait, wait. I'm gonna hold it. It's a cute little zebra corn. I you love gotta it. like love it. Everybody There's a whole spread of him before that, but yeah, it's a beautiful book, and uh, um, I love it. There's, yeah, one, uh, with, there it is. Yep. That's uh, such a beautiful picture. You, wow, look at that. He can see it, like, from way over there, across the country. <laughs> Jack, can you see that? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So this is the Zebra Corn, everybody. It's a great children's book, and you got to remember that wait, all wait, these, give it back. All these guys are in, <laughs> indie, so he's an independent author, and he needs to sell books. So please now, go and give get me this a minute. book for your give child. Me, what is it cost? Shut the fuck up, please. Okay. What does it cost? And how much, what, what does it cost, and how do you get one? All right, so there's two versions. There's a paperback, which is the one you guys have, and then there's a hardcover. The paperback is $14.99, and the hardcover is $21.99. Well, you, you, huh? you, could, you couldn't spring for the hardcover for us? <laughs> <laughs> you cheap <laughs> son of a bitch. At the time, it wasn't ready. You're lucky. At the time, it wasn't ready, so. You're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky this book is so good, or I'd be shoving it right up your ass. I tell you, you cheap skate. You cheap, 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 cheap. So everybody, it's You're called, lucky it's a good book. Yeah, it's called The Zebra Corn, you guys, Adventures of Zizu and Friends. And I, I think everybody should get it because we want, first of all, we want Alfonso to sell a bunch of uh, no, books. No, we don't care about selling books. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working on part two, actually. It's no. called The Corn. <laughs> Alfonso, what we care about is making children happy. That's and this, right. And this <laughs> only do that because it's the exactly. most delightful looking book. The horse scratch itself with its move, which is something a horse could never do, but it's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact that the horse met the zebra and they're in love, but they have problems because the horse family doesn't want the zebra in the family because zebras, you know, they're going to have children half zebra and half horse. That's right. And that's not a horse, it's a unicorn. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> 
It's cute. It's as cute as hell. What, look at it sitting here on a cloud. Oh, I love this book. So anyway, everybody, shut up for a minute. Everybody out there, please buy this book. I think your child is going to be so happy with it. All you have to do is plug in the zebra corn. It's on Amazon, so you can get it worldwide anywhere you are. It's a really cute book. And you can get a pen and cross out all the curse words. There aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That would be if Ron wrote it. Hey, <laughs> Adam, where are you, Adam? Where am I? I'm, uh, I'm in New York. Actually, we're, we're in New York. Hang on, before you answer that, I'm on hey, the island. Are you on? Are you on? A, Wait, is Elsie around? Uh, she's down in Florida with her mom right now. Well, what I'm gonna say to put Elsie on. I want to see her. So, Adam, are you? What is that noise? That, Jimmy, your, Jimmy, your phone's making a lot of noise. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. So, Adam, can you yeah. turn your? Are you on a cell phone? Yes, can you turn it sideways? Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, now we get to see all of you as opposed to like a little short so part listen, of you. So listen, when did you wake up and decide you were going to be an actor? Now you're in a movie. I, I hate you. He's always in movies. <laughs> what movie? <laughs> Huh? I didn't know Adam was an actor. Oh my God, he does the El he does the Macabre Fair Film Festival. He's, he's a been producer. In, he's been in like a, he produces his own films, which he stars in, and he's been in like a hundred of them. Come That's on. why he's oh, in the film. I think I've done about uh, thirty or so films since I started about eight years ago with uh, acting. You're kidding, and that's the reason why you're in films is because you produce them. Otherwise, you'd never get work. <laughs> no, that's not true. But that's uh, not true because I actually like to meanwhile, meanwhile, Ed, Ed, my friend Ed is really becoming a superstar in the horror movies. Tell him to shut his mouth about Trump, and he'll go a lot further. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll give you a story about Ed. Ed is actually uh, the uh, the reason why I got involved in film. Uh, Ed uh, pushed me to get going into film. He saw me acting in theater, and he said, you know, you really got to get in front of a camera. And I followed some of his advice in the beginning, and I uh, really appreciate the uh, the guidance that he's given me. So he's a good guy in my book. Absolutely. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's a great actor. He's a sweetheart of a person, but he, he'll go further if he stops the politics. You cannot uh, mix politics with theater. You will lose audience. I agree. I've told him that. I said, well, uh, you know, you're, you're immediately halving uh, ha your, your fan base immediately. Uh, you know, because the politics and religion subjects like that are just, uh, they're just hotbed subjects that uh, it just divides, uh, you know, people in half, literally. Absolutely. And, uh, and I, all you're doing is, is playing with fire in those instances. If, so. if you notice on my Facebook page, I never discuss politics. I mm -hmm. voted. The person I wanted didn't come in because it was Betty Davis, and I didn't know she was dead. <laughs> so I voted for Betty Davis, and I lost the vote. And that's what I tell people. When people say to me, Ron, who'd you vote for? I said, oh, Betty Davis. And they know that means fuck you, don't ask again. Because my, poli <laughs> my politics are my own, which I really don't have any politics. I'm sort of the victim that goes along with all the people that go in office. And we've had some Lulus in my 78 years of, of life. Right. From Roosevelt right. down the line to this beauty. I mean, we've had a lot, a lot of uh, wackos and weirdos and screwballs. And I don't think Trump is any different than any of them, except he's been exposed. If Roosevelt had the media that we have today, you would have known that his wife was a lesbian who had a black lover. And they lived in the guest house off of the, the main house. And that President Roosevelt had a woman for years that he kept as an affair. 
And there were rumors about Roosevelt in many ways. That never came out because back then the news, the media. Had we didn't respect. have Twitter. No, they had, <laughs> they had respect. Right. Look Look at now Clinton, blowjob, stain on a dress, come all over. I mean, that's, that's enough to make you not want to vote for him, right? And the, the wife is supposed to be a lesbian. Hillary Clinton is a dyke. She's got the same girlfriend that's a secretary for 10 years. She eats muff. I mean, you know, that stuff... That stuff doesn't go out. So poor Trump is getting bombarded with all kinds of shit. Okay, wrong. Don't disrespect the president of the United States because other countries won't either. What I dislike is what they do with his wife. His wife is a mother of that boy. That boy has to function in the world with pictures of his mother making out with another chick naked, naked poses of the mother calling her a whore. I mean, that is so terrible for that little boy. No one is stopping and saying, oh, my God, that's a family. Right. And, and, and you right. know, I'm Italian. Everything is family, 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 family. That's and true. if you don't protect the family, then you're a piece of shit. Also, if you don't like Trump, that's that's fine. I'm okay if you don't like him, or if you do like him, I don't. I don't. Who I don't cares? really care. Who wait, wait. Let shit? me. You got to talk. Let I'm me not talk. talking. I'm just. Commenting. I think that. I I think that like he's the president. If you don't like his politics, talk about his politics, but don't talk about his wife and his kids and all his other stuff. Talk about the issues that you're unhappy with, and that's fair right. game. You're the Good president. Point. You can get bla blasted right. all blasted all you want, but but keep all the rest of the stuff out. Anyway, though. Right. Talking about politics, you guys have put together a somewhat politically incorrect little film, and uh, it's called Mr. Kiss. It's written by Afonso. How, how do I actually? Is that how I say your name? Because you have a hard name to say, Afonso. Afonso. Yeah, there's no L in it. Not hard. There's no L in it. I know. It's you have to learn to speak. I Latin. can't help it. You have to take a course in Latin. <laughs> so it's written by Wait, Afonso. Say, say my first name correctly. Ronald. No, Rolando. Oh, okay, whatever. Boy. It's Rolando. Say my name. Rolando. Rolando. So hold on. So Roll those R's, Jimmy. We have a new okay. short. A R's. new short called Mr. Kiss. It's written by Afonso Henrique. It stars Adam Gitzberg and Jimmy Cintron, um, which I think Chad Chad like cut him off. I don't know if they're trying to work him back out on it, but it was too noisy. We couldn't hear anything uh, the way he was doing it. So Jimmy, we're sorry, but but uh, we couldn't hear anything. And um, so it stars Jimmy, and Jimmy plays Mr. Edward Kiss, and Adam, you're the mayor. And I'll give you a, a quick little logline, and then we'll talk about the story a little bit. A veteran with nothing to lose spends one wild night when he kidnaps the mayor of New York City. That's Adam. In hopes of cleaning up the world one dirty politician at a time. Mm -hmm. Now. Well, I think this film <laughs> might make a couple of dollars, maybe five dollars. <laughs> now, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. Now, if I were in it with my draw, it would be an Academy Award winning <laughs> film. <laughs> so, hey, tell us, Afonso, since this is your idea and you wrote it, tell us, like, the premise behind the whole thing and what you were thinking. Well, I actually, I, this is an adaptation. Uh, a friend of mine and I were in a classroom, and uh, we he was writing a script, and I loved the script. I gave him the title, and I said, look, I would like to take your what you put together and make it my own. His name is Fernando Noyola. I give him a, uh, a writer's credit on this as well. But what I did was, uh, it's, a, it's a film about a veteran who, who goes after vengeance against a mayor who has some policies that affected him and so what he does is he tries to take the mayor and they go on this wild adventure to teach him a lesson and in the end you know it he's wearing like a make america great again hat he's he's got like his Gee views whiz. On, he's got like his views on america versus wow Gee, uh, this reminds me of somebody i can't think of who no it's a mayor though <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I can't really think of who it was really going to be, but they made it and made it and saved their ass. But anyway, uh, I got the picture. I got the picture. Now, they do a lot of wild stuff in it, though, because there was uh, like a synopsis. Afonso, now, what are you? You're Latin, of course. What kind of Latin? Yeah, I am Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. Oh, yes. para italiano, poco. Mm. No, okay. Portuguese, you know, there's Italian, so much Italian in, in Portuguese. Portuguese. There is, yeah. I say correctly, Portuguese. So Portuguese. nobody, nobody Portuguese. can see this film beautiful. yet, right? But, but, meanwhile, the Portuguese no. are beautiful people, especially the yeah. men. Hang on, we're talking Wait a minute, about, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm on a run. Have you ever been to Portugal? No. Oh, yeah, Lisbon. Is that Portugal? I, yes, Lisbon That's is Portugal. Yeah, I've been to Lisbon. We literate. <laughs> but I love the Portuguese men are dark and sexy and handsome. They're gorgeous, man. I like this one. Oh, he's cute. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever been hit on by a faggot before? <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, have you ever been hit on by a faggot before? <laughs> I've been hit on by many. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> God. Thank God. Thank God. So wait, what's what's the picture behind you, Afonso? Is that so, from the movie or is that a different yeah, movie? This, this is a woman at a bar. Okay. So. <laughs> your, your wife's okay that you have pictures of other women at a bar? Oh. I don't have a wife, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually a picture of me and drag at a bar. At a yes. Bar. <laughs> so, wait, okay, so you have this film, Mr. Kiss. You're going to go on all the different uh, uh, film festivals with it. Correct. Um, so there's no place anybody can see this yet. Uh, not yet because uh, it's in the final works, and I kind of wanted to promote it a little bit before we put it out. Uh, we just did We did finish uh, the other film I made called The Other Capulet, but uh, Mr. Kiss is ready to come out probably either next month or the beginning of September. And right during the uh, the, the November terms, you know, the term. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so why did you, uh, that's a good time to make it come out. So like, why did you cast this guy as your mayor? Because he was uh, producing it and he's forced to. No, I don't think he produced it though. Did you produce <laughs> it, Adam? No, he He's just because an actor. He did it because he loves Elsie so much, and Elsie said, please, please put my husband in the film, and he couldn't resist. Oh, now he looks very merry, though. Hey, Jimmy's back. Jimmy's back, yeah. Hey, Jimmy, we, hey, missed, Jimmy, you. we missed you, and so we're happy to have you back, but, and we're uh, talking uh, about wait, your new... Hang on. Uh, Adam, I just, so you never let me finish, you motherfucker. Oh, easy, <laughs> Adam, easy. Adam, yes. I have to say, from my heart, it's so good to see you smiling. Thank you. <laughs> it is so good because you have been so sad for so long. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm going to cry in a minute. Okay, well, why don't you bring those things up like on no, Facebook in private? <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's a lot of screaming in Mr. Kiss. Because, so. because his, his <laughs> wife is such a dear person. Absolutely. You're very astute, Ron. Thank you. No, she is the dearest woman. I adore her. And he loves you. When I told him you were coming on, he was yeah. so, so excited. He was so happy you were coming They're on. They're a wonderful married couple. They're a happily married couple. And his wife right now is battling breast cancer. But she's winning. And that's what I like. She's winning. And I keep writing that to Elsie. Keep on winning. Good for she you. Will, she will beat this. There you go. And if everybody out there sends prayers and positive energy, you might help her to beat it. Yeah, we would love that. Prayers. So please do that. So... What's Elsie's? I guess Ginsburg, right? She's using. No, Elsie. Oh, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. What's Martinez. her name? Martinez. Martinez. Oh, so she doesn't use Ginsburg. I only know it's Elsie. She, she doesn't want to be Jewish. <laughs> 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 
I'm half it's hyphenated, she said. I'm half Jewish, you know, my Italian side, they're Jews. And my father never said he was a Jew. He said he was Italian. I never knew I was a Jew until I was about 50. And my father said, you're half Jewish. I said, oh, I don't look Jewish. <laughs> so let's go back. So Jimmy, Jimmy's back, you guys. So you guys in Mr. Kiss, Jimmy plays Mr. Kiss, right? That's a mad word yeah. kiss. And so that's Mr. Kiss that the thing is about. So he's the veteran. Yes. Okay, he's the veteran who kidnaps Adam, the mayor, and takes him on a wild goose chase ride all over the place, going to a gas station and picking up snacks. I read that whole little thing, but I couldn't write it down. It was too much for me to write down. Uh, but I thought it was great. So, so Jimmy, what did you think about playing like the crazy veteran, and how was it? Was Adam easy to kidnap? Because is he bigger than you, or how did you kidnap? <laughs> he was he was easy actually. Um... We heard. know he's I, easy, I, but I mean, was he easy to kidnap? I heard, <laughs> I heard that rumor. <laughs> Which actually, unfortunately, Jimmy, we can't see you, but I went on your IMDb, and you're a strappingly good, good-looking lad. Well, um, he can say that because we can't see him. He's probably short, fat, and no, ugly. No, no, he's really good-looking. <laughs> oh, I, like heard he, I, heard he was, I heard he was short, fat, and ugly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I was short, fat, and ugly, and I, and I grew a couple inches. And uh, well, I hope those I'm couple gonna... of inches were in the right place because I've heard <laughs> that, I've heard oh, that rumor go. also. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you asked for it. Coming on this show is like suicide or a roller coaster. <laughs> You never know when you're going to get it. But that's why we're the number one show in the world, and we have over 5 million people listening and watching right now. Oh, very good. I love your hair, by the way. Oh. I don't know if your hair is the same now as it is in IMDb. Oh. As but we, like on IMDb, you look fantastic. As we used to say in Brooklyn, you're a piece of ass. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh my God! Where are you hiding anyway? Get on a phone or something. Rosetta, show that face. You're cute. <laughs> you gotta like love it. Anyway, so you guys, uh, Jimmy Centron is an actor, producer, director. He's in. He plays Mr. Kiss in Mr. Kiss. We can't see it, but it looks like it's gonna be a great, uh, a great, great film, and it's gonna be politically timed for its release to come out yeah. and going to make a big splash and I can't wait for everybody to see it. Watching me produce this too? No. Who produced no. this fuck vehicle? Oh, it was me and uh, my really good friend Andrew Hecht. Why isn't Andrew Hecht getting any credit, you hog? Well, he is. I invited him on the show, but he said he, he couldn't do it. I oh, actually think he's I too know big him. for us? No, I think oh, we know him. Oh, he's too big for us? I'll go fuck himself. <laughs> actually, I think we know him. I think I know Andrew Hecht. Yeah, we tried to have him killed, but it wasn't a success. <laughs> you got like love. So, is this the first time the three of you guys have worked together and collaborated on a project a as a trio, a trio, trio? <laughs> as far as <laughs> Palm Springs threesome. <laughs> the first time in a film together, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Now, listen, out of all of yes. you, who's a role? Who's going to give me something? I'm back to work, by the way. I'm, I'm not doing this crappy show always. I'm doing this show once a week for charity, but I'm back to going to work again in film. I used to be a very good actor once uh, for years. I acted yeah, in television. Yeah. I was in Charlie's Angels. Good morning. No, what is it? Uh, who was the other one I was McMillan in? McMillan and White. McMillan. I don't know. You were in a lot of a shit. A lot of TV shit. A lot of shit from and the day. And movies. And I made a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, so oh. that's not cheesy. That kind oh, wow. of woman. I was 19. Sophia. So I have good credits. I'm a wonderful actor, all young, young. So you know, in, in so think about it. A role <laughs> so in the meantime, okay. So what else does everybody have going on? Mr. Kiss will be coming out, and when it when it's available and people can see, we'll let everybody like know. Or if you, you really should make a trailer for it. 
I, yeah, I'm it's just... gonna run. It's gonna run the festival circuit, uh, and we'll do it for a year, and then we'll put it out like on Vimeo and YouTube after. There you go. A year. After uh, it goes out everywhere. Yeah, uh, the other film I made, the other Capulet's almost done with it with its festival cycle, and we've won a lot of awards with that one already. So, I'm, but I'm really. This is like I really love this film. Adam and Jimmy are incredible together. And when I, I knew I've known Adam for a few years now, and I and I told him for a while I'm gonna make this movie, and I think it was like a while before we even made the movie. And I said I want you to be the mayor because I just he has this great look, he has a great personality, and I'd never seen him act before. Like, but he sent me his like trail. Oh like, oh, uh, oh my god! No, actually I've seen him act oh, before. My, like he's actually really good. Now, Adam, I have oh, to say, oh. like like you haven't aged very much since no. the first time I I had you on the show when we first started like seven years ago or whatever when we were right. just radio. But you haven't really age a lot but you are very distinguished like yeah. you, we, when you were on our show you were going through puberty because yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you're very distinguished but I'll tell you looking. something if I were casting yes I would make you the mayor absolutely and I now seriously speaking keep get the shit to the side uh, I think the plot is fabulous I think it's timely and I think when everybody goes to see it they're going to yell yay because in their minds he's not the mayor he's the you know who and I think right now this film is going to really happen. And I can't wait to see it. And I don't like yeah. to see films. When it comes out, I'll send you guys the link and the password. You guys can watch it and maybe... Absolutely. How long of a short is it? How long is it? It's, short? 20, it's 22 minutes. No, the short. I thought it was a 22 minutes. Movie. A 22-minute movie. Yes, so who makes a 22 minute? Everybody. Like, shorts <clears throat> are like win Academy Awards. Minutes up to shorts. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy I'm dying soon because, you know, <laughs> my, wor my world was so wonderful. We had two-and-a-half-hour movies with major stars. I mean, now they do 22. I have to sit down and watch a 22-minute movie. Yeah, Where, yeah. What are they going to tell me in 22 minutes? Uh, the whole story of Mr. Kidd. It's a very fast movie. Yeah, that, that's the whole point of a short. Of adventure. Well, why, before, why couldn't he, you stretch stretch it out to a 145? Because he's the mayor, and he well, he's the, the mayor that's on the outs, and uh, he's important. So people are looking for him, and so uh, Mr. Kiss takes him around, hoping to to finish him off. But in the end, you got to watch it to see what I happens. Don't tell us the end. Uh, yeah, don't tell us. Don't spoil it. Forward, I just want to say that Jimmy, when I met Jimmy, this kid, I to this day it still blows my mind how he's not a big time Hollywood actor. So Who's that? Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy uh, oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were talking about me. This guy, <laughs> let me tell you, this guy is brilliant beyond belief. And, That's because and, he's not sleeping with all the gay producers. If he went to bed with all the gay producers, <laughs> like Tab Hunter and Rock Hudson and the rest of them, he'd be a major lover boy star. You see, you got to put out, you got to put out to get out. That'd be right. But Jimmy, let me tell you, just on his acting alone, the kid is completely incredible. Uh, we have the same management company, uh, Imagine Content, and I and I pushed for him because this guy is just so amazing. And to this day, it still blows my mind how he's not in big Hollywood. And you might be right, Ron. Not yet. You know what? Wait a second. Not yet. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Remember him, the actor Ernest Borgnine? Yeah, yeah, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, yeah. 30, 33 years in film and was nothing. And then he made Marty at age 50-something and oh, became yeah. a superstar yeah. overnight. So yeah. remember, in our business, it may not happen now. Because now you may not look what they want. You're too young. As yeah. in Cary Grant, young, Cary Grant, old. So mm -hmm. look at me, 78. I'm coming back. Or like Norma Desmond, I'm returning. <laughs> Play Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> yeah, so it never ends. And this guy has got a whole life ahead of him to build his career. And if he's good... Yeah. And people like his personality, he will be a star. 
I agree. I agree, Jimmy. I think you're going to be a star too. Your your looks definitely do it. I haven't seen you. Yeah, act you're yet. very cute. I got a couple of guys. Whenever you want to switch, I got a couple of guys that would keep you. They're older <laughs> queens, very rich old queens, and you never have to worry the rest of your life. You know, be driving a Bentley convertible. You'll be living in a ten million dollar house in Palm Springs, so you'll have a nice life. All you got to do is lay there and pretend it's Sophia Loren or somebody doing you or whatever. <laughs> Who's the young one? Not, not Sophia. She's well, Give me a young, sexy one that I like. Charlize Theron. Oh, Sheila, I'd like her to do yes. me. Are you kidding? <laughs> and, I'm and, and I'm gay. <laughs> so let's talk about Charlize. what else you guys got going on. Jimmy, what's some of the other things that we might have seen you in or what do you got coming up? Anything new that we can talk about? Well, right now I'm still working on this film that I, uh, that I wrote and I'm shipping it around um, to various producers in L.A. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now, honing my okay. efforts on Okay, and how about you, Mr. Adam Ginsberg? I know you're in a ton of stuff. Like, how's everything going with you? Uh, it's going pretty good. I have uh, two that I'm, I'm working on right now. Uh, one of them is going to be a, a high-end Batman fan film. I'm going to be playing Commissioner Gordon. Uh, that's the mustache growing in. And um, the other is, uh, is kind of more of a, a, a dark drama piece, a uh, very heavy monologue, one character type of thing, a filmmaker um, kind of going over uh, the ramifications that his films have had on his audiences. Uh, that one I'm working on right now is a lot of script and, and memorization going on with that one. Let's talk about the fan film thing for a second because I actually did a, a fan film. What's a fan film? film? It's a very popular thing where people like take characters and, and make their own films. Like he's what doing the hell's a, a going Batman on in fan this film. I actually, Everybody and their mother's jumping in our business. No, if you go, a lot of times I go on YouTube and I watch like the uh, trailers for films coming They're out. They're all crazy and, wait a second, people. Please, let me finish. And so right. you go on YouTube and there's so many videos of trailers that fans have put together for their own idea of what things should look like. And a lot of times, they're better than the freaking studio trailers. Right, right. right. I was like, unbelievable. And I did a Batman fan film back in Florida like 10 years ago where I played like a, I don't know what I did, but I had to beat somebody up, which is t totally not believable. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. It was, it was fun. Wait, it was like this. I'm going to strike you. No, it's not. It wasn't that you. bad. But it was fun. You. So, no, wait. So, like, uh, is it your Batman film film, or you're just playing Punisher Gordon and somebody else's Batman film uh, film? It's, uh, it's someone else's. Originally, I was going to be uh, one of the producers on it. Uh, the gentleman who was putting the project together last year had a health issue, and he backed away from the project. It was kind of shelved. And uh, recently he came back to me. I was going to play the Joker in it. He came back to me and said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, revamped in my approach on life and getting projects done since my scare. And uh, I want to get this thing done. So they, we, they've already started uh, filming some scenes and such. And I said, well, what do you need me for? And he said, you know what, I, I see you more as Commissioner Gordon than the Joker. So I said, that's fine. I just want no, to be No, I'm the Joker. I'm the Joker. For yeah, sure. that's right. So. I mean, tall, thin, gray yeah. hair. No, I could be the Joker in a minute. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> I love it. No, I like those fans. No, I'm though. pushing for a show I cannot discuss because I don't want them to know that I want it. Desperately, uh, there's, it's a part that is made for me. It's about a gay man who lives in Palm Springs with three other gay men, wow. and uh, sort of like the Golden Girls. And I want this part more than anything in the world, more than anything I've ever wanted. So do shout outs that Ron Russell should be in. I can't use the name yet. In, anyway. a, in an undisclosed show that he yeah. wants to be in. There that you go. I must be in. I I mean I I work so hard for this film, and I really want to be in it. It so, will be my my film. So let's go real quick. Are, are you, okay, I know you're on Twitter, Adam, right? You're on Twitter. 
Yeah, you can find me. Everything is the Adman Forty. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, the Adman. Adman Forty. Okay, how about you, Afonso? I know you're on Instagram because we like each other's shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what about poor Mine Jimmy? Is, we're not uh, talking to Jimmy. Hang on, we're gonna get to him a second. Jimmy, where are you? Have you I'm, I'm here. I'm Jimmy, here. Jimmy, are you on, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, are you on Twitter? Uh yeah, but I use Instagram more. Okay, so who are you on Twitter? On Instagram. Uh, Instagram is crazy two two hundred fifty five. Two hundred fifty-five. So, yeah. Jimmy, tell me, you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or both? <laughs> no, I don't have. I don't have anybody. I'm oh, just, that's. Uh, so, are yeah. you into, into like bestiality? What? <laughs> yeah, I have a collection of ducks. <laughs> ducks. Uh, what ducks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I have seven ducks. ducks. <laughs> Great ducks, you know, in the meantime. I can't breathe. <laughs> so actually, hold on. Go back to Adman. I mean, uh, to God, that was terrible. Adman, Adam. So like when yes. I first met you, you actually had a character that you used to perform as, and I forgot the name. It was like a had a funny face guy, and he was like a. Oh, clown. that was. Uh, that was the dead father, Salvatore the dead Rizzo. Father. Yeah, Salvatore Rizzo. Do you do that still? You know, uh, that was part of the beginnings of Twitch, Twitch Productions, and um, a lot of theater that we were doing, and that's what where the character came from. Uh, we did a lot of uh, guerrilla marketing uh, with the character, so I was out at a lot of conventions and out locally. I would even, you know, drive down the road in the hot rod Mustang, you know, with uh, in character. Uh, it really, more than anything else, that character uh, served to kind of put Twitch, Twitch on the map a little bit, and then further... Uh, I probably have over a thousand plus hours inside that character under the mask, the latex, all that stuff. So it really um, gave me a, a solid, I, I guess, if you can, uh, base for getting myself going in acting. Uh, I, I was that was the first character I'd ever played. Prior to that, I would uh, I was kind of more of a, a shy wallflower type of person. Oh, and, and now you're uh, not at all. Well, you know what it is? I had the opportunity I, 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 wait, to wait, wait, back, 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 oh. back it up, back it up, back it up. Yes. A shy wallflower yes. person? Yes, I was. How many years do I know you? A long uh, time. No. Uh, seven or eight. Yeah, you were never a shy no, wallflower. No, five. You know him like five, five or six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were well, that always. was already after the fact. But, 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 but he, he had already been doing that Salvatore Rizzo character for a couple of years when he met you, so that's why he wasn't oh, shy, because oh. that character brought now, him listen, out of his shell. Adam. I wanted I want to do a wonderful commercial for the next festival you're having. When is it? Where is it? And how much is it? Uh, well, it's usually uh, Martin Luther weekend in January at the Clarion Hotel here on Long Island. We haven't put tickets up for sale at this point. What would the tickets be when people buy them? Because I want everybody I know on Long Island to go, or I'm going to kill every fucking one of you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, that, that I don't know at this point, because we normally do a couple of different types of packages. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, we usually, with Twitch, we usually keep things very reasonable for people. I mean, that's right. one of the things that, uh, you know, it. Twitch Twitch has always been more of a passion play than, than a money play for Elsie and I. So it's it was never about, like, you know, high ticket prices or anything like that. No, so what, if, what, about li very, what about liquor and food? Uh, I well, remember there was of, food when I was there. We yes, had some that, kind of food and liquor. That's always part of what, what goes on with the hotel. 
you know, uh, this particular hotel that we're in now, the Clarion, uh, they have a great uh, bar and restaurant inside there. And uh, we do uh, usually a red carpet gala evening and such that uh, is, is catered, of course. So now, didn't Jimmy and I attend that room as as presenters of the awards? Yes, we did. Is that the, is yeah. that the not room? Not the last one, two of them ago, not the last which, one. Which which room is that? I mean, uh, we went, well, we've been to all of your bizarre things. We, so. we, we started at a Best Western. We moved to a uh, to a Sheridan, and most recently we've been at a Clarion. Uh, where okay. were you two Januarys ago? Were you at the Clarion or the Sheridan? Best I Sheridan. I think it was the Sheridan. Yeah, we were at the Sheridan. Sheridan. It was at the Sheridan off of, what do you call it, Road. I know exactly where. Uh, it was uh, Motor Parkway. Motor Parkway. You, you got, got like, it. Love it. Got everything, it. everything we do is usually close to transportation via, like, uh, uh, Long Island Railroad or even MacArthur right. Airport. So. Right. You Everyone, listen to me. I would not have gone to four or five of these things if they were crappy. They're wonderful. You get dressed up. You go as any character you want, a horror person, a crazy person. Or you can dress <laughs> up like Adam Ginsberg and go in as Adam Ginsberg. Sure. But you will, you will have a fun time. The crowd is terrific. Everybody in the, in the room is friendly and nice. Jimmy and I interviewed, made lots of friends. I had a ball, and I wish I was back on the East Coast just for their affair because it's wonderful. But when we bring it to Palm Springs, or she or Elsie brings it to Palm Springs, then all the California friends can go. But certainly do not miss this film festival. There you go. All right, everybody, so listen up. We want you to follow at the Adman 40 everywhere. Alphonse, Alfonso Henrique is on Instagram. You don't do Twitter. Is that what you said? No, I do Twitter. It's AJ Henrique, but the first E is a three. Okay, uh, you guys need to like have simpler things for people to remember. Jesus. Yeah, like and, like just like fuck. And if you guys want to see how good, good looking Jimmy Cintron is, you go to Instagram and go to Crazy Two Fifty Five, and follow him on Instagram. That way you can see what we were talking about since we didn't get to see him. And maybe when the film comes out after we've seen it, we'll we'll work out something. And if you want to hire bring everybody me, back and talk if about want, it, want to hire me to star in your movie? My what is my thing anyway? What is it? Oh, you're Ron Russell's show, at Ron Russell's show. At Ron Russell's show. Just send me your script. If I like it, I'll do it. I'll star in it. I get 25000 a week. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and about 50% at the end. <clears throat> there you go. All right, you guys. We got to go because we got another guest coming in. We want to thank you. And good, Adam, luck. Good, luck with, good luck with Mr. Kiss. And please send LCR yeah. love. And you guys, no, wait, good luck wait. with all your proje Adam, projects. Adam, you. promise, Adam, promise me when you see Elsie, you will give it the biggest hug. The biggest you kiss from you got from and, me. And don't forget the zebra yeah. corn, everybody. Get it on Amazon for your children. It's fabulous. Jimmy, Adam, Afonso, thank you so much. We'll see you thank soon. You guys. Bye bye. 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 What a fun, what a fun uh, group that was. Absolutely. Hey, you guys. That so, was a lot of fun. So hope you guys liked it, and all everybody's good looking. They're all a lot of fun. You got to enjoy. Sounds it. Sounds like an interesting, uh, whatever it is, short film. It sounds very interesting. I want to see it. Absolutely. You know, it's going to be politically correct for some and politically incorrect for others. So, but Chad, it should cause controversy. Chad, I'm going to do. Let's do a. Uh, I'm going to do a quick commercial where you can hear us, and then why don't you get the uh, Tom Proctor and the A-listers uh, video ready? We'll play that and take a little break. All right. All right, everybody. You can hear us weekly on W4CY Radio with the incredibly talented Chad Murphy. Thanks, Jim. We're on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Apple TV, Spreaker, Podbean, Podomatic, and on television, we're on Vimeo, Roku, and YouTube. Also, we want to welcome, I'm pretty sure... 
the goddess joined us in the chat room. So what's up, goddess? Yay! Goddess is in there. Pat Grant, B. Claudie from Germany. Everybody's in the chat room, so thank you so much. And now, here is Tom Proctor and the A-Listers Working Man. Enjoy! Me 
So that was Tom Proctor and the A-Listers. The name of the song was Working Man. And uh, uh, his album is out now worldwide everywhere. So there you have it. And we got a new TV show we think everybody should check out. We checked it out last night for the first time ever. And it was very, very funny. And the name of the song is, I mean, the name of the show is called Who is America? And it's the new expose show by Sasha Baron Cohen who did Borat and... Who's the other character he did? Bruno. Bruno. Borat and Bruno. If you guys like Sasha Baron Cohen, the shit is hilarious. Chad, did you ever see any of those Borat or Bruno movies? Borat was pretty funny, and I got a little bit of of his latest stuff, and he's he's still uh, letting them have it, no doubt. It was hilarious. (laughs) He did one, the one we saw last night, and he was interviewing, um, who was the vice president? You know, they're gone. Forget their names. I did. Who was the vice president for Bush? Another jerk. The guy who like shot somebody in the face with the shotgun. Yeah, oh, Cheney. Cheney. He did the thing with Cheney, and it was like the hilar- most hilarious thing you've ever seen ever. Well, be- uh, beneath the hilarity, you see the stupidity of our leaders. This was the <laughs> vice right. president of the United States who had no idea who this man was, mm-hmm. jerking him around like an asshole. I mean, I, if it were I, I would have stood up and said, excuse me, and walk right off that Ted set. Ted Koppel did. Yeah. Ted Koppel is smart. Ted Koppel's smart. Well, he should have been the vice president. Maybe we wouldn't be in the mess <laughs> we're in point. today. But anyway, the, the vice president of the United States just looked like a stupid imbecile sitting there taking this kind of guff from a crazy comedian. Uh, please. Well, look it was hilarious. Secret, Secret Service didn't tell him who it was, that it was Borak in drag in a disguise. Chad, did you see that one with Dick Cheney? <clears throat> no, I did not. But uh, I know oh, well, that Cheney and Bush so are worth, about equals. It's, it's, uh, so yeah. wor- it's so worth not watching. It really, uh, except no, it for was Borak. Hilarious. But for Cheney, please. Oh, it was so funny. He was talking to him, though, and he was like, oh, you were the vice president, but we really wanted to see less Bush and more Dick. It was hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's him. That's Sasha. It was hilarious. And then they were talking about waterboring, and Borat brings out this water bottle, and he said, this is the bottle I use to, like, waterboard my wife when she doesn't behave. Would you autograph it for me? Uh, and and the moron did. autographs the he waterboard. Did. He's oh, like, no. I've never done that before. <laughs> I mean, really and truly, how do these people get in offices beyond me? I don't understand it. I just don't understand. Well, then the, his title makes sense. Then, yes, this is America. <laughs> yes. What yeah. was his title? Huh? It's Who Is America. Oh, Who Is America. <laughs> the name of the show is called oh, Who Is Who America. Who Is America is the name Who's of the show. America? But what's 
a, a Cheney's title, moron. And he had this other guy who was like a, he was teaching him how to, to find out if somebody was a terrorist or not. And he was some like politician from Georgia. He was a, he and was the guy a was a senator. Moron. He was a senator. No, not a senator, something else. Congressman. And he, whatever he was. Congressman from Georgia. And he was like, he was like, oh, you know, Stupid. he was moron. like, terrorists are afraid to be turned gay. So like if, if a terrorist points a gun at you, he was like, pull your pants down and rub your ass up against the gun saying, if I touch you, you'll be gay. And it was hilarious because here's this guy like butt naked oh, like it, it, backing you know, up on the guy and he's really, a real politician they showed like news clips of him on tv like trying to you know get all this stuff done and he really did it and i was like oh my god yes goddess says she loves sasha cohen yeah, he's hilarious I, I really wonder how much of it is real and how much of it is yeah, put up still a question there yeah i'd like we, we'll find you know we're in the business so we can find it out by word of mouth but i don't think these men are that stupid they're in politics they did i don't know what they're doing on this show if they're just hams or stupid people or whatever but they're making jerks of themselves well see with the first movie here i blew it okay so they they can't, he can't be himself okay so oh, they did a good job at covering up his face with all the the prosthetics yeah. uh, and the yeah. makeup. He doesn't yeah. look like him but, at all. But, I mean, tell me the CIA didn't tip no, off Cheney. That's America. Come on, come on, give me a break. <laughs> Anybody that goes near the vice presidents of yesteryear is so investigated, so look because he could be a nut and shoot him. You think you Nick I mean? wanted to be on there and be insulted? Who? Get embarrassed? Maybe. Maybe he wanted to be on there and be insulted. Because he's a, a glutton for punishment. Uh -huh. But Palin, he did Palin, you know. We didn't see that yet. And mm -hmm. she didn't know it was him, and he drove her crazy. Now she's suing him. <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, she's suing him for all the things that he did. He degraded her and whatever, sure. whatever, made her look like a fool. That's Sasha. And was there. Was Sasha. <laughs> you don't have to really do much, though, to make her look like a and fool. And he was under, you know, false pretenses. He was in uh, camouflage, not camouflage, he was incognito. And uh, she's just carrying on like a banshee. Anyway, wow. I recommend everybody, if you can see it, see it. It's on. I think it's on Showtime. HBO. There's No, Showtime. HBO, honey. Okay. Well, I'm pretty it, sure it was Showtime. No, it was HBO. Check anyway, it's either on HBO yeah, was, or Showtime, HBO. so check it out, you guys. And uh, I wrote Showtime down because I went yeah, to the Showtime we, website to yeah, get it. Yeah, but you're senile, so it's okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> either Showtime. way, you guys, you got to see it. It's very funny. Uh, if you are a politically correct person, then you do not want to to watch it because you will be extremely offended. It is it is extremely offensive, but it's hilarious. There's one section where he sits at dinner with these two Republicans and talks about his wife having an affair with a porpoise and how he's trying to compete with the porpoise. I mean, it was hilarious. Well, I thought that was stupid. That wasn't funny. I thought that was just stupid. But you should see it, everybody. So it's called Who is America? In the meantime, Chad, is our next guest online? Let me go check. I think our next guest should be online and we'll... Uh she is. Do a little, play a little song. So let's play American High, Shea Calvo, while we try to get Beth on the line. How's that? That sounds like a plan. All right, everybody. Here's Shea Calvo from American High. They were a guest two weeks ago. Hope Prohibition you love it. Prohibition in a period of Peace. violence. Gang wars and Tommy guns were the byword of the day. Speakeasy sprang up all over the land, and the police had to seek them out. Now here they follow a tip. The plans are made for a raid. The question is, is it a real tip or a phony? They'll soon find out.
Everybody, that was American High Shake Halvo. You can get it on all the digital download sites worldwide. Now we're going to introduce our next guest. First, we're going to make sure we can hear her. So go ahead and say something. Let's make sure everybody can hear you. Hi, everybody. It's Beth Grant. Hey. hey. <laughs> I love it. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, one of the hardest working actresses in Hollywood with the greatest credits, the incredibly talented Beth Grant. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, let me, inter- let me introduce you to everybody. First, we got our outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm Hi. happy you're here. I had to hear for a whole week. Oh, she's coming. Oh, she's coming. I said, who's coming? He said, she is. I said, who's she? And he gave me a name. I said, okay, it's a good show. <laughs> Where are you from? You sound a little bit like my husband's family. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, originally. Brooklyn, New York. His family is originally from Brooklyn, and then they moved out to Long Island. But, but originally, they were Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Brooklyn moved to Astoria, Queens, back in the yeah. Second World War. Yeah. When Astoria, Queens was a garden, not like now. And then we moved to California to um, one block down from the Hermosa Cafe. We used to live on Poinsettia. Oh, I know it well, of course. Yeah. Very and, then, and then we moved back to Long Island, and I was an adult, and I lived in a garden city. I lived in Setauket. So I was mostly east-west coast, both. I lived in Beverly Hills. I lived in L.A. I lived in Hollywood. And now I we're in Palm all, Springs. Yeah, I'm just like a gypsy. <laughs> But now we're in Palm Springs. New Yorker. That's right. That's also we You're a New say. Yorker too, Beth. Well, my husband is. He's from Huntington. He grew up in Huntington, Long Island. Oh, I I lived in Huntington. Oh, great! It's so I, beautiful, isn't it? Well, yeah. Where are you from, though? Well, not from Huntington. <laughs> I oh. was born. I was born in Alabama, and then raised in Georgia and North Carolina. My family's predominantly a Georgia family. Uh, in fact, when we moved to North Carolina, my friend said, Beth, you're going to be a Yankee. And I went to Daddy. And I said, Daddy, Daddy, is it true? And he said, I'm afraid so. <laughs> I thought North Carolina was Yankee territory. But. And then you went and married a Brooklynite. That's even really bad. <laughs> New Yorkers didn't want to marry Brooklynites. And they said, what, are you kidding? They have a different language. You need a passport to get in Brooklyn. But what, is your husband Italian? He's Irish-Italian. That's why, because everybody from Brooklyn was either Jewish, Irish, or Italian. That's the most, the majority of the of the Brooklyn people. We're, on, we're the so best people in the world, by the way. Oh, I love his family. He's the youngest of eight kids, yeah. and uh, they're just beautiful. I love them all. They're all overachieving geniuses, and I just love them. They're great. And we were raised in Brooklyn to be family-oriented. I mean, yeah. we love family. It's all yeah. about family. Yeah. And, and our friends, too. We treat our friends well. So, okay, so hold on. we got to finish our introduction. So, so Beth, we want to introduce you to the man behind the boards. You can't see him, but you'll hear him, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Beth. Hi, Chad. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Good to have you. Thank you. Nice to be here. And we have a chat room full of, full of people. Right now we have Belgium, England, Canada, Germany, Estonia, the United States, uh, France, Wait, my- all represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. 
Hi, I wish I could speak all your languages. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. I got to love it. So, so okay, now we can go. Do you want to ask her something or do you want me to go? No, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, okay, okay Jimmy. Okay, okay, Jimmy. All week long, I've heard you carry on. Oh, my God, she's made this movie, that movie, this That's movie, just because that movie. I, I didn't wait realize a minute, Wait a minute. You're such a fan of hers. So go ahead and tell everybody the movie she's Okay, made. so that's right. Okay, so first of all, I Wait, like wait, wait. And all the stars that she's played with. And let's see if I've worked with any of them. Okay, hold on. Here's what we're going to do, you guys. So this is something I just like to do because stars never like brag for themselves. And you really have been in such iconic things. And I couldn't write them all down because your IMDb goes on forever. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of picked out the things that I like a lot. And I picked out the actors that I think everybody will know. And this is only about a third of her IMDb, you guys. But check this out because she's a super talented actress working in all kinds of things. So here's some of the films she's been in and television shows, you guys. She was in Speed with Keanu Reeves. Cool. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar, the drag queens no Julie. she's in a series of unfortunate events now and that's patrick warburton which is one of our biggest shows it got like eight million plays um the mindy project american gods jackie band of robbers the office modern family rango she's a voiced one of the characters that's the movie i think johnny depp's voice is somebody in that yeah, too right? right there you go on the academy yeah. award for best animated feature the Artist, which won five Oscars. Little Miss Sunshine won two Oscars. No oh. Country for, for Old Men won four Oscars. Nice. She's in Sorted Lives, the movie, and Sorted Lives, the series. And we are friends with David Steen and Bobby Eeks, who live here in Palm Springs, and they're in that Bobby with you. Eeks. And David Steen played my husband in another Dale Shores movie called Blues for Willa Dean. There you go. It's you so were in Jericho, and we had uh, Skeet Ulrich on the show. Oh, um, Skeet. Um, Flags of Our Fathers. I love the rookie and I love Rockstar. I really love Rockstar. I watch that all the time. Um, Donnie Darko, and we've had several people from that on. Crazy Heart, which won two Oscars. And here's some of the people, you guys. And this is just like some of them, and you're not even going to believe like all these and great names. I will names. raise my hand if I know them. <laughs> okay, we got Dennis Hopper, Mark Wahlberg, James Duvall, Paul Dano, Woody Harrelson, Alan Arkin, John Goodman. James Cromwell, he follows me on Twitter. Missy Pyle, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones, Stephen Root's one of my favorites. I hope he's nice. I love him. He's fabulous. Sienna Miller, Guy Pierce, Hayden Christensen, Joseph Cross, he's been on our show. Ryan Felipe, Jamie Bell, Paul Walker, which I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious, so I met him. Uh, and, uh, uh, Steve Carell, Tony Collette, Greg Kinnear, Rue McClanahan. No. Oh, I don't know. Joanna Cassidy, Jessica Chastain, Josh Lucas, John Hamm, Colin Farrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jeff Bridges, Sandra Bullock, Bradley Cooper, Thomas Hayden Church, James Cromwell, I said, Abigail Breslin, Mindy Kaling, Ike Barinholtz, Emily Browning, I love her, Ian McShane, love him, Orlando Jones, Natalie Portman, Peter Sarsgaard, John Hurt, John Carroll Lynch has been on our show. Stephen Lang's been on our show. <laughs> Shailene that Woodley, Lang, Lang. Molly Ringwald, Steve Carell, Ed O'Neill, and Sofia Vergara. And that, you guys, is only about 20% of her list. <laughs> um, so, number one, we want to say congratulations to a stellar career. You're busy all the time, and, and you've had such memorable roles in all of these films. And I actually watched a bunch of – I watched all your clips from Little Miss Sunshine yesterday just because I, after I got off the phone doing a test with you, I thought, oh, I'm just going to watch that, and you're just hilarious. Oh, thank um, you. It. So, I congratulations on all that of was them. fun. Absolutely. I think that character, you know, I love my hairdos. That's like my favorite character element of all the work that I do is when, if I don't have the hairdo for the character, then I have more research to do. And her hair was so perfect. It, we teased it as tight as it would go, made it as big as possible and did that little flip at the end. 
And I was thrilled with the hair. That's where everything. Oh, and then the costume. I felt like I was an orchid. So all those little. <laughs> anyway, your hairdo orchid right now. <laughs> this is the most perfect hairdo for you. I did hair for years. I worked in Sutton Place for La Jolie Femme. And oh, actually, wow. I became Jane Russell's dearest friends for years, the legend Jane Russell. Yeah. And I and at the very end of her life, I used to do her hair when we went out. So I'm happy to say I did. I just, like your hair. Your yeah, hair. well, I like your hair. It's very flattering. The bottom is feminine and soft and youthful, but it's not, oh. it's not stupid. It's a classic look. Your yeah. hair... This picture of you right now can go back 20 years or can go forward 20 years. That's the trick. Years ago in Hollywood, as you well know, they did hairstyles that stayed forever. Some stars had bangs because they had big foreheads. Joan Crawford <laughs> always had to have softness because she looked like a man. And Betty Davis always wore softness and fluff. I mean, all the great legends kept their look. Today, some of the stars don't get that. And they think that doing a different hairstyle or color will make them look better. And in fact, it doesn't. Unless it's for the part. Now, would you change your wig color and your makeup for the part? Of course. Of course you would. Yeah. You're a character actor. You always don't have your hair actor. up in buns and all kinds yeah, of no, stuff. She's, what, she's what's called a class actress. Oh, no, seriously. They're the, they're the actors that work forever. So do you have a, 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 a... You've done so many great things, and I'm sure you love all of them. Are there any certain films that stand out that you've been on that you're like, oh, my God, this was like the... First of all, do you get to go to the Academy Awards every time one of your the films you're in it gets a nomination? Well, no, but uh, I am a member of the Academy, so I could go, but... Um, you know that it's it's always very crowded. Seats are at a high premium, and I feel that the people who are nominated and their families should have first dibs. And so, you know, I, I I wanted I almost went for the artist, and I almost went for No Country for Old Men, but they were the cast. They they took up the pictures that were allocated to them, and if I weren't sitting with them, that I'd be so far away. So I haven't. Oh, yeah, been it wouldn't yet. be any fun. It wouldn't. What, be what's, any fun. what's the price for a premium seat? Um, well, let me think. How much is it? Uh, it's around, I think, $1,200, something like that. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they never nominate me. It used to be me. cheaper. <laughs> it used to be cheaper, but I think, if, no, it might be seven. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of for two. I might be thinking of me plus one might be uh, 700 each, and so it came to around uh, 1400 I don't remember exactly, so I might have exaggerated. It's it. still a steep ticket to go sit there and get bored if you're not winning. But <laughs> I don't know. It's I can, I love watching the Oscars in my pajamas with a bowl of popcorn right. and my husband. And I like to be with only positive people. I don't want anybody sitting and making fun of anybody or ridiculing any of the choices. Because to me, it's a very um, special thing among our peers, you know, to support. It's about support. And the Academy Awards are really to help people get the word out. That these great movies, you know, I mean, I don't even want to call it publicity. It's really about creating word of mouth on pictures that might not normally have an audience. So yes. I'm really a big supporter of now, it. Do you believe what I believe it was Marlon Brando that said? The Academy Awards is totally unfair because if the script is great and the character is great, any actor that plays it will win. Now, they should have it where it's the same character, the same, an actor's trying out. In other words, don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Do you if believe all that? five of us did the same role, then we get to get best, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what Marlon Brando felt at the Academy Awards was all publicity and bullshit. Well, it, it is certainly a lot about uh, press relations and public <laughs> relations. Right, PR. 
to get people to go to the movies, that's for sure. But I think of it as a great thing because there are a lot of little movies that would never. I was just uh, seeing a preview for uh, something. It reminded me. Remember, uh, Big Girls Don't Cry. Yep, sure. That little film would never have been seen if Hillary Swank hadn't gotten uh, notices and, you know, been nominated. And then she won, too. But And I think a lot of little films would be overlooked if it weren't for the Academy Awards. And we work I agree. really hard. I watch every single film I can. And all my friends who are in the Academy work very hard to make sure that they see everything. And so I think it promotes films. Now, so you had a- Wait, do you believe that politically correct actors win when it's time that they have to win to make the politics of today better? Well, I think that look at Jane Fonda winning when she wasn't popular and when people were giving her a hard time and she still won. And she said there are a lot of things to be said, but now's not the time to say them. And she graciously accepted and left the stage. And I think, um, you know, I think we're pretty objective. I think it's more about the work. Sometimes I will say that actors, you do consider, you can't help but consider their whole body of work because they are who they are and they bring all of that to each role. So, you know, I think incidentally their body of work may influence us. But really, I'm watching the performance of that film and I watch, I get my final choices down to a short list and then I watch all of those films again. I love it. Sure. That's ex- it's exciting. So you have a film that you did. I- I'm not sure. Maybe you wrote it or you produced it. It didn't get nominated for an Academy Award. Um, and I think it's just something that's fun on your resume because I noticed it. And it's called Herpes Boy. Herpes Boy. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> the title is outrageous. So tell us. Tell I, us what, I, I, I don't know what it is. Tell us what Herpes Boy actually well, is. And, and can we see it anywhere? Well, he doesn't have herpes. It was on Netflix. I, I'm sure that if you Google it, you could find it somewhere. But it. It was on Netflix, but it's this great guy, uh, Byron Lane, and he wrote the script. And I, first of all, the guy that called and uh, asked me to do it said, I have this film. It's called Herpes Boy. I said, I'm in. I just, (laughs) the boldest title I've ever heard. But then, of course, I read it. And then I asked several of my friends to do it. Octavia Spencer was in it. Anna O'Reilly's in it. My husband's in it. My daughter's in it. And um, it's a terrific little film, and we made it for a dollar and a half. I mean, and it it got it won Austin Film Festival Avant Garde. It won Comic Con Best Comedy, and did get distributed. So it was a success. But you're right. It did that not? Can you imagine that being announced at uh, at the Oscars? Wouldn't the that be hard, great? Boy, <laughs> <laughs> why not? It's a fact of life. Absolutely. Herpes. He has a birthmark. And he becomes a video sensation. It was before YouTube was as big as it is now. And uh, it was an early film about video popularity. And somebody gives him that monocle and he becomes a sensation. And What uh, a great film, though. Like, first of all, it has an AAA list cast. You know, (laughs) Octavia Spencer, like, I mean, it doesn't get a a whole lot. and great in it, too. Yeah, it doesn't even get any bigger. So if I had an indie film and I had that cast, I would just be like... I would just be jumping up and down so excited to have like all these A-list people like in my little let's indie pretend, film. Let's pretend it's 1940s, any time in the 1940s, and you wanted a role. What part would it be in what movie? Hmm, Jezebel, maybe. Although Betty Davis did a fantastic 
unbelievable. I wouldn't ever want to outdo her. Uh, that was a great role. Ron knew her. I knew her well, and she disliked that film intensely. <laughs> yes, because she wanted Gone with the Wind. And she said, Warners threw me Jezebel, and they tried to make me do Gone with the Wind as Jezebel, she said, and I was very against it. Betty's favorite film was now Voyager with Paul Hunrad. Well, that one is, oh, that's a that So Jezebel would have been a good movie for you because Betty didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. For, no, it was, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I thought uh, Henry Fonda was wonderful. Uh, what's his name that played uh, the bad? What was his name? That wonderful actor, who was a character actor, God in my day. Oh, she oh, you know. Academy Award for it, though, didn't she? She got the Academy Award for it. I think she was nominated. But I don't I always, remember. I always wanted to play a Southern Belle my way. It's not a part that I. Get, that would be stretch for you because all you have to do is pull your accent out. And then, um, but they don't normally when they're doing a Southern Belle, they give her uh, very patrician features, you know, and I have very angular features in a square jaw and so on. But honestly, a lot of us look like this. <laughs> we really absolutely. And, and you know, if you read the book Gone with the Wind, she, they say she was not beautiful. You know, uh, she had personality, and that's what is emphasized so much in the South is to, yeah. you know, be nice to other people, be polite, have manners, and have personality. But with Gone with the Wind, it was the press they did. They wanted who will play, uh, what the hell was the name of the character? Scarlett O'Hara. Scarlett O'Hara. Who will play Rhett Butler? And that was the thing, and they used to stick everybody's face in the in the picture of the, the two characters and billboards, and it would be Paulette Goddard or Joan Crawford or this one or that one. And then they went ahead and picked a nobody who was big in England but not here. She Vivian, was great, though. I will say that she was Vivian Lee has an English accent. Come on. She sounded like, I love those Georgia peaches. <laughs> you know, she was able to no, do Her accent is, comes from the Brits, so. And yeah. I and the Scots, of course. But so she was brilliant, and Gable, of course, was Gable. So you do a lot of comedies and you do a lot of drama, both. Which a lot of times, I think, a lot of actors get pigeonholed, and they they a lot of times they're good at one or the other, but not both. And you're good in both. Do you prefer one over the other? Well, at this stage of the game, I prefer comedy. Uh, I'm I've been I've done so many. I've been killed so many times. I've been. <laughs> I've killed others. I've held shotguns. I've held, I mean, so at this time in my life, I would really like to stay in joy. And I want to put into the world, I think the world, especially now, needs a lot of love and comedy and humor, humor. from the pain. So, you know, you asked me before what were my favorite characters. And I think that my top two are definitely Sissy Hickey in Sorted Lives and then Kitty Farmer in Donnie Darko. Those two characters just were part of my soul. You know, Kitty Farmer's very much like a PE teacher that I had. And I have a very rigid part of me. I'm a Virgo, and I really am sort of a control freak and a perfer perfectionist. And I'm always trying to find an answer. Like Kitty Farmer, you know, she believed in love, not fear. And she was very um, enamored of Patrick Swayze's character and... You know, she's, you know, devastated at the end when they find out he's a pedophile, you know, and so she, but she's trying to make life neat and clean. And I, I relate to that. Then in Sissy Hickey, she was, I, I didn't want to do the role at first because I didn't think I looked like a, um, a smoker. 
even though I used to be a smoker, you know, certain smokers, they really have a look to them. Yes, they do. And I thought that I wasn't quite right for it. And Dale thought I was crazy. And he took me to his house and he showed me a picture of his aunt Sissy. And I, she looked like my grandmother. And I said, <laughs> okay, I'm in, I know what to do. And so I had to doctor her up a little bit and finding that hairdo. I had used that hairdo once before, but not often, only this one other time. And I didn't want to do a typical beehive. I wanted it to be something else. So it's more like you love hair, more like a hairdo from the 40s. And as Dell says, it's a um, French twist gone awry. Okay. And so, <laughs> Donnie Darko, though, too. Donnie Darko is like such a cult. Like, I don't think Ron's ever seen Donnie Darko. I'm friends with James oh, Duvall, so I've seen it. It is fabulous. And uh, it's wonderful. And it's a great, great movie. And it is a cult, like, favorite. Like, everybody it's loves every Donnie Darko. Every generation, you know, Sorted Lives and Donnie Darko, they're like the Venn diagram. Some of their fans cross over in the middle. Um, and both of them have these very loyal fans and they pass them down to the younger generation and so our fans continue to be new and old you know yes it's wonderful we uh redid donnie darko they redid it in the new 4k and we had a big premiere last year and i was so thrilled to see these young kids there discovering it for the first time yes. and I sort of sorted lives is the same way so those two are very special to my heart. But No Country for Old Men, I mean, not only did it win Best Picture and all those other awards, but that character was very similar to my grandmother. <laughs> I wasn't going to play her that way. I had a different, I, when I auditioned, I really did something a little different. Um, I just had my hair pulled back in a ponytail and no makeup. But then when I went for the costume fitting with Mary Zorfries, you probably know her work. She does most of the Coen Brothers movies. <laughs> And she showed me pictures from 1980, women who were in their late 50s, and they all looked like that. They all had this, you know, little perms in their hair, little silver hair with perms, big glasses, sort of saggy boobs. And she <laughs> kept showing me, I said, you really want to do this look, don't you? And I said, okay, I'm in. And I said, if they want me to do it, I'll do it. So I really was so scared to take a chance and do something that extreme. But I never regretted Hang it. Hang on. So hold on. Let's ask. Let's go. So you said uh, in auditions. Now, you have all these credits, and you've worked with, like, every A-list Hollywood actor that there is. Do you still have to audition? Sometimes. Not all the time, fortunately. But sometimes I do. And, I'm, you know, I'm happy to audition if it's somebody that doesn't know my work or if it's uh, someone who only sees me a certain way. And they've never thought of me like a if different way offer me a Southern Belle, an aging Southern Belle. Yeah. And they say, well, I know you've done all these earthy characters and country characters. Could you really do a debutante? Then I would audition because that's something they haven't seen me do. Right. So, Got it. It depends on Joan, the script and the part, you know. Joan Crawford was asked to audition for a film. And Joan Crawford said to them, do you know who Joan Crawford is? <laughs> And they said, yes, we do. She said, well, she will tell you she does not audition. <laughs> and turned around and walked out of the room. This is a true story by a friend of mine who was there on that shoot. And that's what she said. And she does not audition. And she walked out of the room. That is so 1940s. Question. You described yourself before as a Virgo and all the other descriptions. Now, and as being very, uh, let's put it this way, uh, forward, a woman that's forward-centered. If a director stinks and he's giving you lines that stink, 
or the writer is giving you lines that stink and the director wants you to emphasize the lines. In other words, it's a real screw up. What do you say to him? Or are you a good girl and you do it anyway? Uh, I wouldn't say that I always do it anyway, but I always am polite. I learned this from Clue Gulliger, who was my first teacher in Hollywood, who's a, a film actor. He taught a film acting class. And he said, you always say, yes, thank you. Got it. And then you try to listen to the music of what they're saying. What they really want may not be what they're saying. You try to listen to the music, and then you let the muse take over. You become a channel, and undoubtedly, I will uh, take some of what they gave me and still be able to do it my way. But I try to never be defensive. I try right. to be an open channel, and right. I really rely... I, on my preparation, I do a tremendous amount of preparation. But once I'm on the set, I let it all go. And right. I try to just let the moment dictate. Love and it. I took a note from a, a prop guy once. I took a note. I got a great line once from the sound guy. So I am not one of those people you can't talk to. Exactly, because you're I a like worker. You're a worker. I like to right. collaborate. It doesn't mean I will use it, but it may influence me in some way, you right. know. Bringing back Betty Davis, I once said to Betty at a, at a luncheon, the truth, Betty, why did you have such trouble with directors? And I promise I won't tell anybody, which I didn't for 40 years, 50 years. <laughs> and she said, Ron, because they're not actors. They're stupid people who think who the hell they are with an attitude. They come on the set and they try to tell me, a three-time Academy Award winner, how to say the word fuck. <laughs> and that's what she said exactly to me just like that and then she went hysterical laughing because she had the greatest laugh in the world now Lana Turner said to me the opposite Ron everybody's wonderful in this business everybody's talented everybody's terrific everybody's great say those things and you'll go far Oh, that was from Lana Turner to me. So now, do you believe that? That if you kiss everybody's ass, they're going to be like giving you flowers and acclimates? No, I don't believe in kissing ass, but I do believe in the goodness of all people. And I do believe that no one tries to make a bad movie. No one tries to make a, a bad television show or a bad play. I believe that people are doing their best. I really do. And yeah, maybe on a certain day, what they say is not logical to you or doesn't make sense. But no, I, I love people. I'm lucky that I do love people. In fact, I get overstimulated. I go to a premiere and something happens to me when I get in a crowd. I just love people. And I love hugging people. And I love talking to people. And I get on a set and it's like new camp. You know, we're gypsies and this is the new right. camp. And these are maybe because we moved around a lot when I was a child. I was always the new kid on the block making new friends. Right. So I'm used to that. But I, I just did a favor for a friend, the wonderful uh, Ken Raskoff, who's an executive. And he had asked me to come do this little part on a new series for Netflix. And it was just one little scene. But I loved the scene. I loved it. And I knew what to do with it. And I got to the set. And I was so happy to meet everybody. And everybody was so glad I was there. And they loved what I was doing. But I was thrilled. And then I rented a car. I went to Santa Fe. My husband met me in Flagstaff. We went to the Grand Canyon. Your so, husband's an actor too, right? Your husband's a wonderful oh, well. actor. He's Juilliard trained actor, as is my daughter. And with my daughter, I joke and I say, I played a lot of rednecks to pay for that school. <laughs> uh, she's like, 
my daughter Mary Chifo is on the new Star Trek series on CBS Access. She plays the commander of the Klingons. Oh, good for her. Uh, she's the chancellor of the high council of the Klingons. And what uh, has your son been in? I mean, not your son. What has your husband been in? How will we know him? I'm sure we know him. Gosh, yes. Um, right now, I will tell you, he's in a very distinct commercial for uh, coffee cream or delight or something. <laughs> and he, it's in all white. And he's in all white. And he's trying to be very distinguished. And he's very funny and darling. But he's been in big movies. He was in L.A. Confidential. Oh, he was great the, movie. He was the corner in that. He was in um, Crimson Tide. Oh, he good was, He recurred on a show called Roswell. Oh, I love that. I love that show. <laughs> he, he's been recurring on Peter Gould's show. And the name of it is Escaping Me. It's the, the spinoff from Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, he's been recording on that. He's we like, have uh, we had Patrick Fabian who plays like the, yeah! the competing lawyer. We had him on the show. Now I have to ask you a question. It's a very important question to you. Uh -oh. oh yeah, here we go. Uh oh. I better take a drink of my pineapple juice. <laughs> I would put some vodka in it. But anyway. oh, look, you like those ice things too. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Jimmy and I are both in the same business. We're both interviewers. We're both actors. We both have had a pretty good career. Not a not a, a spectacular career, but a working career, and we fight when it comes to the business. <laughs> Do you and your husband knock it out over the business? Oh, what a funny question! Well, I mean, we've had tense moments when we were working together. We had um, one time. I mean, we've been married so long now that honestly, it would take a lot to get us in a fight. Like if we start to go down a certain rabbit hole, both of us look and go. Eh! It's just not that important. <laughs> not that, I mean, that's it's just, I don't have anything to prove anymore. I don't care if I'm right or he's wrong. Yeah. Or it doesn't matter. My ex-husband, though, said to me once, you think that all I care about is if I'm wrong and you're right or you're wrong and I'm right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward would battle it out sometimes about uh, a script. And Joanne Woodward would never win with Paul because all Paul would do is mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. He never knew what he was thinking and she would say to him, well, do you think I'm doing this character correctly because I'm doing the mm-hmm, We uh -huh. actually never fight about movies because, number one, I only get cast in things because I'm a great promoter and I'm a publicist and they know I'll promote for them. So I'll get a line or two in something, but I suck. He's a really good actor. I'm not any good at all. <laughs> And I know it. I just do it for fun because it's fun. Yeah, I started off in the business in 1959. I was an extra in a movie. I played a soldier with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. And that made me want the business more than anything. So I've had a 58-year career of doing everything, stand-up comic for years, TV. I did a lot of television, a few movies. And now that I'm 78 years old, I'm ready to go back to work because wow. I'm fighting ageism in Hollywood. That's my campaign and that's my thing. That Hollywood has got to stop with this. If you're 40, it's over. For a woman, a man a little longer. She works all the time. Wait she's only 39. Yeah, but wait, a, but. wait a second. Wait a second. There are, she's a very lucky actress that has a wonderful reputation, I'm sure, and a good track record of films. But there are people out there, I mean, I could think of three or four that I won't name. Well, one, Charles uh, Shaughnessy. You know. he, he works all the time. Yeah, but he's not doing what he could do. You understand? Because he's not given the roles that he should be given. He's still Mr. Uh, what's his name from The Nanny? You know, that fellow I'm Mr. Talking. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. 
Yeah, you. Oh, we love him. He was on the show, and he's wonderful. But he's not getting the the leading roles because why? They're not writing for leading older people. We're not supposed to be in love. We're not supposed to kiss, and we're not supposed to be happy. All we're supposed to be is all broken down, peeing ourselves in the nursing homes, and that's what they <laughs> want to do. But I think Hollywood has got to get over this crap. The audiences are not only young. Young don't go to see films that they have to use their brains. Wait, okay? that's because she saw the book club. Well, wait a minute. They don't go to see films that they have to use their minds to figure it out. They go to see explosions, buildings, crashing, smashing, cars flying, heads rolling off. This is their entertainment. The middle-aged people, which is a small minority now, like films that we did you know, in the back days. The old people my age only love Warner Brothers, you know, Metro Golden Mayor films of years past, where there was a beginning, a middle, and an end, and the story had a plot, and the actors were superb, and the directing was great, and the photography was not this jump stuff that makes you nauseous with second scenes, you know, all over the place. I, I'm disappointed in Hollywood that they've gone so like backward, as far as I'm concerned. They haven't gone forward at all. There's so many great actors out there. Who so make the point because we're running out of time. The point is, don't let age get in the way of talent. There you go. I like that. Wait, did you see the book club? Not yet. I want to though. I'm looking forward to it. That's a, that was a phenomenal film with an older cast, and we enjoy, you enjoyed it, right? Well, I enjoyed it because it had. A I love bit, Jane Fonda. It, I mean, yeah, it was a funny little. She's gotten better. She's yes. Better and better. Absolutely. Do you watch Frankie and Grace? Yes. Great love show. It. We love, love Frankie it. and Grace. We'd love to see you and stuff like that. I think you'd be brilliant as a comedian because you have a very bubbly personality and you're very outgoing and you really sparkle. I did a, I did a comedy series for six years. And we just finished last year called The Mindy Project, which is still on Hulu. The you Mindy can see it on Hulu. What I mean, my character, I wouldn't call her bubbly. In fact, I would call her sort of deranged, maybe a little demented, but she's still pretty funny. Beverly, I play. Yeah, but I think you could deliver laugh lines very easily. I love doing comedy. Yeah, I think you'd be good at it because you have a sort of a snap to your a voice. There's a snap in it where, you know, you need to hit the button when you do comedy. I've done comedy for 48 years. I was a stand-up comic, so I know comedy. And some people just don't have the timing. You, my dear, I think if you were directed properly by a good comedic director, could be sensational. He doesn't know what the Mindy Project is. And that no, it's like, I, I don't want... Have you seen Sorted Lives? Huh? <laughs> you know what? It's funny, because we even though we know all the people in it, we have never seen it, so we're going to oh, have to see God! it. You have to stop what you're doing today, whatever your schedule is, and go watch that movie. Delta Burke, Olivia Newton-John, Bo Bridges, Beth Grant, Leslie Jordan. You're going to love it. It's hilarious. No, we have to see it. Actually, like our friend uh, Garrick Lee, who introduced us to Bobby Eakes, he's a clothing designer and, uh, and an artist. And he told me he sat next to you at a premiere here in Palm Springs. That I, but it wasn't for Sorted Lives. It was for another I film. Price. I bet it was the rising place. Yes, that's what it was. And he said that you were fabulous because he contacted me when he saw the graphic with you coming on the show saying, oh, I met her. Say hello. And he said that you were just fabulous. And, and, and so we're going to see. We have to go see Sorted Lives. We have, we have to, to see it. Fine. I mean, immediately. Okay. The reason why I don't watch films of today is because oh, I this am, is like 10 years, I am years a ago. working man for films of yesteryear, all the Hollywood golden era films. Bob, uh, two minutes only. Okay. Uh, Bob. Who, who died just from on TCM? Bob, who? My friend Bob. Yeah, I know. I don't know his name. I can't I think know. of his last name. Oh my God, <laughs> this is all. Talking about death. 
no, but that, you know who he is. He was oh, on. That's how sorted life starts. He, he was the uh, spokesperson. The host for the host for TVN, Bob for TCM, Bob. Right. Robert Osborne. Robert Osborne. Oh, there you go. Robert Osborne, me, and a bunch of other people decided to keep old films alive. And here's another thing I've said a thousand times, but I'll say it a thousand one. Lauren Bacall said to me, "Ron, the film is only old after you've seen it." And I live by that. And I tell people out there, see the old films or the films of yesteryear. They're brilliant. If you're an actor learning the craft, look at those films. There's a lot of tricks you could learn, nuances, you know, little things that they don't teach today that they taught in studio uh, actors years ago. So I'm going to get him to watch Donnie Darko because I've will seen watch it a million it. times. I will. We are going to watch Sorted Lives. I know you and I like you. And we are going to watch Sorted Lives. Yep. And we have one minute left. So real quick, so you've worked with everybody. Who's on your bucket list of the one person that you have not been able to make a movie with that you think, oh my God, I'd love to work with this person? Well, how about somebody I got cut out of her movie? Okay. <laughs> Annette Benning. I was in Running with Oh, I love her. Cut, but I'd love to work with her again. Frances Fisher, my dear friend. We, oh, I love we know her. her. I know her well. I love her. She's Wait. one of my best friends. We created a series together called Prosperity that we shot uh, Sizzle Reel for, and I would love to get that series off the ground and work with her again. Um, wonderful. I love her. I, I just saw uh, uh, Glenn Close's new movie, The Wife. And now I would love to work with her, and I would love to work with Jonathan Price. Their performances in this film are going to blow your mind. Yeah. It's an old-fashioned film. You'll love that yeah, one. Yeah, we're going to see it this week. No, it's not out yet. Oh, when is it out? The wife isn't out yet, I is it? it? The was. wife's not out yet, is it? It's not out yet, but it's uh, it'll be out soon. It is in August. So. Yeah, I saw well, is, the, I saw is the posting at for the uh, awards theaters, the Academy Award private theaters. Yeah, I saw it at a, a screening. A screening, that's the word. Let's go to Hollywood. We okay, hang on. we got to go because we're out of time. So screening. everybody listen up. Hey, this Beth. is Beth Grant. Follow her on Twitter, at Beth Grant Actor. We want to thank you so much for coming on. Anytime you have anything to promote, let us know. You're fabulous. We love you, and thank you so much. What a fun session it was, Beth. It was a great session, and I'm going to see you in film. There you go. You Thanks, Beth. Beth. Bye, everybody. See you in film. Good. There you go. Maybe we'll work together one day. You yeah. never know. <laughs> Bye, Beth. Thank Bye, you. Beth. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in we had a great time hope you guys had a good time and uh, she was fabulous chad thank you so much we'll see you guys next week have thank a great you, weekend chad. everybody bye everybody bye healthy safe and happy you'll dress you right you'll feel like a star